Hello, Dadcasters. It's me, your host, Jeffrey Popolon, and today is the March 31st episode of Dadcast Podcast. Since it's the last episode of the month, I actually have a special guest for you today. Uh, I have uh, my friend Andy Herrero. Andy and I have known each other since freshman year in high school, and um, Andy's doing big things. So um, without further ado, let's get to it. I don't think we have met. Who I have here is uh, Andy Herrero. Um, Andy and I have been friends since high school. Um, <laughs> kept in touch throughout the years, and um, Andy's now a state farm agent. Yep, just uh, opened my own agency here in August of uh, 2016. Doing big things. Uh, trying. <laughs> yeah, uh, 2016 you said, and how long have you been with State Farm? Oh, wow, um, like 10 years, honestly. Uh, I got my licenses when I was first 18, come from an insurance family, so I, I've been around State Farm for, yeah, going on a 11 years now. I think you were with your mom, you said, like, before this? Yeah, I worked at, uh, my mom has a State Farm agency. I worked there for three years. Uh, I worked at several other agencies because um, I didn't want to go work just for my mom. Interned with the company in college, worked with her in high school and college. Um, so, yeah, I've just kind of always been around the insurance business and uh, just really pursued this dream of having my own agency. I love your mom. Like, uh, every she, time I see her, she's, like, always so excited <laughs> to see me. Like, poop! Oh, my God. She's always, like, she's always asking how you're doing, honestly. I see her maybe, like, once a year, and that's always just, she's so nice. Uh, she loves all of you guys. So she's pretty much the one that gets got you in there, huh? Got yeah, into you put like, in the door? Uh, yeah, I would say um, she was a big, big influence just in my life and in my career. Um, very big, um, really a leader, um, just providing a lot of support. And I mean, she's amazing. Um, I honestly, yeah, I, I, if she wasn't in this, I don't know if I would be. Did you, um, I mean, starting from that then, did you think you were just going to be like a state farm agent? Right off the bat. Uh, you know, I realized it kind of actually more my junior year in college when I really started thinking more about my career and what I wanted to do. And I really wanted to be self-employed, um, be my own boss, kind of have all my skin in the game. And, you know, my mom had been a State Farm agent at that time for about, I don't know, 18 years. And so I really evaluated the opportunity in the career and I, I realized it fit. It, it's exactly what I want to do. You know, I like talking to people and that's all I do all day long. Um, helping, you know, helping families, helping individuals, um, just really helping them just kind of achieve goals and even keeping them from like the bad stuff from happening. Um, and I really liked it. So yeah, I'd say junior year of college, I was like, yep, this is what I'm going to do. And I just worked toward it and finally came to fruition in August of last year. So, oh man. Yeah. Now, I mean, is your dad Anywhere in this field? like Yeah, actually, uh, my dad was a Prudential agent for almost 20 years. Okay. So my mom and dad met at Prudential. Their desks were face-to-face, um, and that's how they met. Um, Your dad just turned a charm on them. Oh, yeah. Actually, you know what? My mom said when she met him, she said she knew within one week of knowing him that I'm going to marry that man. Yeah? She was head over heels for him. So. Now, I think the first time I met you, I remember, because in high school, you would always have people at your house. So yeah. That was, that was a place. It was either yours or... Friend John's. Yeah, and yeah. You guys were like, you know, <laughs> half a mile from each other, so it wasn't even that convenient. Yeah. Inconvenient, so we just like, 
oh, it's like we're tied to this house. We'll just drive half a mile down and go to John's house, you know? Absolutely. That's yes. what it was. Well, I remember your garage would always be open. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess you always had an open door policy. Yep. But uh, your garage door would always be open and people would just go to the basement, play some pool. Yeah. That basement was awesome. We had a lot of good times. I think that was there. your thing, you know? It's like, and then I would bring my friends over. I remember that one day we had brought, we had met these girls. We did Palm Security, which was... Like yes, guys yes, dancing yeah. like uh-huh. to some choreographed dance that the girls did, right? Yeah, yeah, we did it because we were like an all-guys team, and then we got to go into a gymnasium filled with like 400 women, and we got to be like, escort them to all their rooms, and I think everybody met. Like job, uh, totally unnecessary jobs that we felt like. Oh, yeah, we no, like, it, we all did this for the sole purpose of meeting girls. Like, oh, yeah, so could you like escort to your next location? Yeah, exactly. And I remember we met these girls from like a like an all girls school. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember. What the, I can't remember the name of but it, it was, either. Yeah, I remember like hanging out with them, and I was like, oh man, this is. We're, we just felt like we we're so cool. It's like, like <laughs> yeah. this is one of the perks of the job. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, it, uh, that was definitely one of the goals. I mean, it was just a ton of fun. I mean, when you get you know thirty, forty guys together and just kind of hanging out, and then opportunity to meet a bunch of single women that's when you're in high school that's kind of the perfect scenario (laughs) that's why you go to high school yeah exactly not for college prep or anything now i remember the first time that i met your dad Mm -hmm. i mean all apologies aside like i thought he was like your grandfather oh we used to get it all the time we used to get all the time when i was a kid um you know be checking out at jewel and be like oh you're out with grandpa today he's like nope it's my dad and he's like nope i'm i'm his dad because you know my dad my dad is much older than the the other dads. Um, so when you were like, I think we met um, freshman year in high yeah. school, right? So uh-huh. when you're a freshman, how old do you think your dad was? My dad's exactly 50 years older than me, almost like, but there's only a month between it. So my dad's exactly 50. So I'm turning 30 this year, and he'll be turning 80. So I turn 30 in November, he turns 80 in December. So was that like very... It's, um, you know what, it was really cool. I mean, it was actually awesome having an older dad. Um, it's like a two-in-one, right? Grandpa yeah, and dad. It, well, yeah, it was also what was nice about it is my dad was able to retire at 55. So you got to figure I was five, six years old, and my dad was always home and around. And my dad was kind of, you know, I grew up on a block with a lot of kids. I mean, there was at least 10 other boys my age on our block, and we would play together every single day, but... Since my dad was home, he always did activities with us. Like he would yeah. take us to the driving range or take us to Cantini to go climb on the tanks. Like my dad was able to do a lot of stuff with us because, you know, he, he was retired. And so that was just, I mean, it, it's awesome. It, it was so cool just having a dad that was around and just constantly able to do stuff. Because I remember like every time we, I'd come over, even if it was like midday, like to pick up or borrow something from you. Like your dad, you'd be like, "Oh, my dad's home to pick it up," or yeah. you know, just knock on the door, and your dad, your dad would come. I mean, yeah, my dad was always always around. I mean, because you know, um, he retired at fifty five, and he ran the house, and my mom was, you know, growing her agency. Um, so yeah, I guess in a way you can almost say like kind of like a stay at home dad. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he he done his work. You know, he he'd worked since he was you know fifteen years old. So you know, he retired at fifty five, and I was only five years old when he retired, and. Uh, See, I must say that's awesome. that I'm a little jealous about that because, like, as a star contrast, like my dad, even now, like he's still working, like he's, you know, over sixty. He was born fifty five, so sixty two, mm-hmm. and um, 
you know, he was, and my dad barely, I mean, he finished high school, but he never went to college. Mm -hmm. So he was never around, you know? So it was like, he would be working two or three jobs. And for you, for your dad to be there throughout like your high school year, for me, it was just, it's like, I didn't understand it back then, but I felt like I was forcing him to hang out, you know, like forcing him yeah. to do activities. Yeah. And like, it, I'll say it was, it was really awesome. Cause you know, when my mom, you know, she was, she worked a lot. I mean, building her, her business and her agency. I mean, I remember like, you know, when I was younger, her work until eight, nine o'clock at night, you know, working Saturdays, running, going on appointments on Sundays, you know, especially in those early years when I was, I don't know, let's say between like six and, and 12. And then, you know, as she kind of was able to build that, she was able to spend more time at home. But during those years, I had my dad and it yeah. was, um, it was awesome. Um, Did you ever have like, you know, like dating advice from dad? Yeah. Did that ever come along? Yeah, you know what? Like know, back think, in my day, we go. Well, and I, I mean, that's the one fun thing about having an older dad is that, like, as you get older, you get to kind of pick up some things that he says that are just like from his time. Like, yeah. for example, I remember, like, you know, he had us all, me and like some of the guys over for, uh, you know, hot dogs. You know, we were younger. And this one kid, Johnny, said, you know, I don't like hot dogs. And he said, What are you, commie? <laughs> and like, you know, it's funny and I pick up on now, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. Like almost his entire life was during the Cold War. Like a free you know, Yeah, what are you? A commie, like and he meant it kinda of just as a joke. Um, but like, you know, I pick up on those type of cues now yeah. that I'm older and, and you know more about history and it's just it, it's funny, you know. Um but yeah, you know, the one thing I didn't get was uh you know how usually most kids when they got home from high school they got home around three. Uh-huh. You had a good two and a half hours of the house to yourself before your parents yeah. got home. Yeah, that didn't just exist. Just walk around in your underwear, yeah, eat just all the chips do and whatever, you know, so that's why I never I never had that. You know what I mean? I never had those two hours. For dad. Yeah. But uh trying to nap. Yeah. My dad was you know, my dad was a father his entire life. Um yeah. and what I mean by that is, you know, I have two half brothers and two half sisters. Um that for a lot of it, I mean, he raised them are they, by himself. Said, are they older? Yeah, they're yeah. older. So yeah. my niece is one month older than me. I actually have a nephew that's two years older than me and one niece that's actually about five years older than me. So I was born an uncle yeah. because of just that, I, that I, big... I'm the same way where it's like my dad has, you know, 15 brothers and sisters where the oldest is, the oldest sister in the family is, it's got like grand great grandkids or something. Yeah, you know, something. so it's... um. So it's definitely a different dynamic, but you know, he, he basically in a lot of ways is, you know, solely kind of responsible for raising them and he got them all out of the house, you know, four kids, gets them all there. And then, you know, he's, you know, married to my mom and mom, my mom goes, you know, I want a kid. And I just can't imagine being like, oh my God, I just raised four. Now I got to start over. Like, so I mean, like when you think about it, like if I had to say like, you know, I hit my independence at 25. You know, back then, you know, my brothers and sisters were more out of the house at 23, but you're talking like 47 years of raising children. Now, how old was your mom when they married? Do you remember? I think she was 29. So, I mean, they have a 21-year age gap, okay. um, but they've been happily married But thinking about for it, that's 30 not even years. that crazy. Like, you know, mean, it's big, but... It is. Like, you know what? A lot of people, like they always say, a lot of people thought it would never work. But, yeah. I mean, they just celebrated their 30th anniversary... That's awesome. 30 extremely happy years Now, are you the only kid? Of that, from them, yeah. yeah. I'm a, so, you know, I, I'm an only child. I, You know, I never grew up, when I was growing up, I never had one of my brothers or sisters living inside the house. Okay. You know, they were all out on their own, married by then. So, 
I'm an only child. Because I, I remember, yeah, I don't remember like any siblings being in the house or anything. When yeah, no, I mean, we call it, I mean, we're, technically we're halves, but you'd never hear us introduce one or the other that way. And yeah. they're my brothers and sisters. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's... It's really awesome. Because, you know, you have that, like, whole dynamic of having an older brother, but in a sense, it's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, you're still an only child benefit. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Still get spoiled like, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, like, it's funny. It's like the way I'd have to compare it to somebody else. I was like, imagine your aunts and uncles being your brothers and sisters. Yeah. So, like, as soon as you hit that one age where, you're, like, you're kind of, you're basically an adult, like, 18, they just level with you. And it's really fun. There's none of that preachiness and stuff like that. They're just, you know level with you brothers and sisters so it's, that's pretty uh, cool though. is your mom looking to retire anytime soon i don't think so no no i mean i think she'll probably work to the day she dies <laughs> not because she has to but she, she really, likes the action i think she likes like, it you know i mean she's now she goes into the office less and less i mean she used to be five days a week then she went to four and now she's at like three to two she's gonna build like yeah. a, a little bit more of a self-sustaining machine so but she loves it. She loves her job. I mean, she's been doing it since she was like 22 years old. Well, I mean, I mean, she has to love it to a point that she's made you love it, you know, because now you got your own thing, you got your own building. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It. Uh, yeah. Following kind of in her footsteps. I guess that's exactly why I'm here, right? So, so today, what's actually happening is, um, you know, without going into the numbers uh, with my audience, I'm actually here to talk about life insurance because. As everybody knows, I have a kid, and you know, maybe a year ago, I'd never even thought. I mean, I have it as far as Pepsi works. Um, you know, you have your standard thing, but it's like a, there's always a good. You always, I feel like you always gotta have a backup plan. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's um, I mean, once you, I mean, really, parents becoming a parent is the biggest change in your life. I'm sure, like you're feeling it yeah. now. It's. You know, you have, you know, especially, you know, if you have a spouse too, I mean, you have two people that are relying on you for, at minimum, the next 20, 25 years. Right. And, and uh, although Brittany does work and she has her own insurance and stuff, it's always, I mean, I don't want to have to leave them with that burden if anything happens. And it's, and nobody wants to talk about it. It's like the conversation that, I mean, even with Britt, I told her, you know, I'm going to be coming here today. And she's like, I don't want you to go anywhere. Meaning not here, but like, you know. Mm-hmm. like big picture like I don't she doesn't want anything to happen to me but yeah so it's just in case it's a know? really tough conversation to have because people don't like talking about their own mortality but yet it's one of the only things that's guaranteed to happen at some point you know yeah. um, and the thing is it's it's the most catastrophic situation that can happen to a family I mean you're losing a parent a spouse um, that's the time you want to make sure that you have a plan it's they're gonna already gonna be dealing with the hardest emotional situation they you know in their life. You don't want to add financial to it. And God forbid, I'm a younger dad, Brit's a younger mom. If anything were to happen to either one of us, it's you know. Yeah, I mean that's a long that's a long amount of time for this kid to you know be abs- by himself with anything. Absolutely, it's um, I think all I I think once you become a parent, you for most part people's thinking really changes and they're more open to having that discussion right. prior to it it's it's very very difficult <laughs> they just do you, don't, they do you don't find see like um, is do you find people that are like in their 30s like looking at life insurance more and more now or is that absolutely I'd say between the ages of 20 maybe on the early ed, edge 27 um, 
till about 32 is really when people are, are, are really for the first time sitting down and, and making a decision and having coverage, you know, putting some coverage into place. You know, sometimes when people get married, they feel it right away. Uh, when they buy a house, that might be what initiates it. But I mean, without a doubt, having children. I is pretty much it. just ticked in my head all the boxes that you just said. It's like, I, you know, we bought a house. Mm-hmm. We have a kid, and I don't want to, like, leave Brit with a, such a burden if anything were to happen where, you know, yeah. she's off by herself paying for this house and, mm-hmm. you know, and Jaden not being able to. Yeah, and I think I think the child one is just the biggest because I'll, I'll talk to people that are expecting all yeah. the time. Like, hey, we should get together. Let's, let's put this stuff in place before, and they just push me off. And then I call them a month after they've had their child, and they go, yeah, we absolutely got to get together. Yeah, right. I say, the second you hold that baby, you just, like, your world changes. Yeah, I mean, when Jaden was born, I was just thinking in my head, it's like, oh, my God. It's like, all these things that I need to be doing, all these things I got to, like, put in place, and if anything were to happen to me, like, driving to work, like, I drive 10 miles per hour slower on average, I feel like, <laughs> like I used to be four. So it's like, you know, like, everything is just different. And it's like you bought, it's like you... You buy smoke detectors, you buy, you know, carbon monoxide detectors, preventative measures, right, for these things that could happen. So mm-hmm. why not look into having some sort of life insurance plan, Yeah, you know, to take care of everything else? Absolutely. And, I mean, people just hate talking about it. Um, they think it's expensive, and it's really not. It's, right. Because it, I say that I, I, I'm typically one of the first calls after the funeral. Um, and I get calls where, you know, they let me know that, you know, somebody passed away and I get to say, everything's going to be fine. We, we plan for it. And other times I have to say, sorry, there's, there's nothing here. There's, there's nothing I can do, you know, and two very different conversations. Um, those are some of the worst calls I actually take as being an insurance agent. Cause you know, I deal with claims and stuff happening all the time, but those ones are the worst is talking to a widow or widower. Yeah. That's definitely scary. It is. It's it's tough. It's but you know, it's like before when I was thinking about it, it's like, oh life insurance is another thing to pay for, but people buy like ten dollars a day for lunch, you know, for like the week and it's like Ugh. and it's like just a fraction of that. Like technically you could get like the lowest plan, if anything, you know, like just to have something in place. Well, I mean, even what I tell people is like for somebody that's between like the age of twenty seven and thirty two, if they're in good health Literally a dollar a day can buy you half a million dollars in coverage or more yeah. in, in a lot of situations. And that's a lot of money. And a dollar a day, we all waste more than a dollar a day. Well, it's getting a cup of coffee, buying lunch, buying Especially a snack. Starbucks, Starbucks just raised the prices, you know. Dude, I, that place is one hell of a business plan. They got this country addicted on coffee and overpaying for it. The world now. I you know. know. They're everywhere. When I was in, you know, when I went to the Philippines, like, Japan's airport had a Starbucks like every 200 feet felt like and in the Philippines they had a Starbucks and you know people you wouldn't think like a third world country would be buying but they have like four things on their menu which was just like smoothies or like coffee coladas <laughs> or whatever they were in. and they're making money there you know and uh, like every block like I, like I live down in the, in the city in Lincoln Park and there are so many of them so close it's just unbelievable to me and, and always packed it's yeah. unbelievable to me it's fascinating just seeing I actually one time dated a girl who spent $400 a month on Starbucks really and I was like holy cow do you know if you saved this money you'd be like a multi-millionaire by the time you retire but people don't even like think of it that way see I 
I will not mention names, but I have a family member that spends $10 a day on lotto tickets. I but, see. Oh, my God. But it's because, you know, they're like, oh, but, I, but last month I won $500. But, okay, the last time before that that you won something was like three years ago. You know, it's like take that ten dollars and put it somewhere, like save it. You know, and and what's scary about that is, you know, like I could almost picture in my head. It's like as far as, um, like ins- life insurance plan goes, I can almost guarantee he doesn't have a very strong one, and he has three kids. That yeah. is that's the situation that probably infuriates me. I w- I mean, I could think of this customer right now. I've been talking to him about life insurance for six years. He has four children, and every single time he's like, "You can't afford it. You can't, you can't afford it." And I tell him, "You know, if you can't afford it, then you can't afford to not have it." And then a month later, after one of our discussions, he's like, "Yeah, man, bought a boat," and he's calling me to get insurance on this boat that he's financing over the next twenty years. You know, paying yeah. whatever in interest. And I'm just like, I was talking about thirty bucks a month to protect all of this. Yeah, and you can't afford that, but you bought a boat. It's and it's like those people. There's, it, it's tough because it, some people just really have their mindset on like for some reason they're against life insurance. And I say, you know, your biggest asset is you. You know, everyone thinks, oh, my home is my biggest asset. It's like you don't even own your home until that right. mortgage is gone. Right. Try stop. Most people have thirty-year mortgages. Yeah. You know? Stop trying to. You know, what? take six months off paying your mortgage. See how long you still own that home. You know right. what I'm saying. Now it's your biggest asset, your ability to bring in income, and that's, you know, that's what matters to your family. I think that's the biggest problem nowadays, as far as like insurance and you know, big picture planning is what I like to consider it. Like people, like see it as oh thirty dollars a month, but they're paying like sixty dollars a month in gym membership to take care of their body, but mm-hmm. it's like they can't picture being able to afford a dollar a day. Yeah, and the way I say is most people pay $10 a month to insure their cell phone. Yeah. Their cell phone is worth $1,000, and you're going to pay $10 a month, right? But for $30 a month, you can have 500000 Which one has the bigger payout when you compare cost? Yeah. Now, the probability is higher, obviously. You, know, you can't take your cell. phone when you're gone. You can't take anything when you're gone, you know? man. You can't, you can't redo it, undo it. It's, AT&T will take that crap back. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, I don't know. It's um, it's definitely, I mean, I'm here. Mm-hmm. So, clearly, that's been on my mind. And you know, I'm, I'm a sensible guy, I like to think. And if it's even just having a conversation and implanting in my head, you know, that you know, it's going to be this much. And it's like mm-hmm. I'm buying lunch every other day and, you know, maybe not buy lunch at the cafeteria for three days of the week and yeah, not being able to afford it. And sometimes it's it's just simple stuff like that. And even my thinking is, even if, you know, after we talked and you decided I am not purchasing life insurance, you've made an educated decision on it. Right. Versus never having actually thought out this scenario, thought out the plan. You've at least made an educated decision to forego it, if that's what you decide. That makes me rest easy is that if anything ever happened you know I was like hey he knew it this is what he wanted he planned it educated decision was made whether however it works out sounds good yeah yeah so anything you'd like to plug yourself I mean um you know what you know I, I love my job I love working with you know individuals and families and 
just making sure that they're taken care of. You know, right. like you never really talk to anybody that's older that never lo- never got fired, never got laid off, never had a health issue, never lost someone. Those things happen in life, and it's just important to have a yeah. plan for it. Um, and as people get older, they kind of go through those life stages, and that's that's the time you sit down and, and, and evaluate. And I think you know, like bottom line for me, as far as you know, I think people see insurance agents and as like car salesmen, but you know, they're not. It's like they're, it's like as opposed to, you know, buying something and maybe paying for the next six years for something you're going to use, you know. Yeah, it's the only thing that it's it's different. I sell it hoping you never have to use it. Right. That's exactly what it is. I never want you to have a car accident. I never want you to have a house fire. I never want you to die. But God forbid you do. That's where we come in. Yeah. And if everybody, if anybody out there is looking to shop for insurance, um, you know, I definitely do recommend Andy, because uh, you know, not only is a good friend, but there's no pressure. You know, I feel like anything. If I have questions, give you a call and. It's always been informative and it's always pressure free. Absolutely, as I like to think so. So, if you um, do you have a website? Like- yeah, um, it's uh, www.teamherrero.com and it's T E A M H E R R E R O. You know what's kind of funny that I what? just heard the other day? What? So www takes more time to say than World Wide Web. Yeah, we see it in our head. W, You're right. It's like three it syllables. It That's does. nine syllables as opposed to three. Worldwideweb.teamherrero.com. You know what? The funny part is, though, <laughs> there's people out there that would actually type in the full words worldwideweb. And they wouldn't go nowhere. This is true. This is true. <laughs> so scratch that. If you're one of those people, just go to www. Uh, society has to lo- move at the pace of the slowest person. <laughs> yeah. Phone number. Um, you know, if you want to reach Andy, you got 630. Nine six nine two three eight eight. Yep. And uh, he's got friendly people here, more than willing to help you. In a jiffy. Absolutely. Thanks oh. for joining me this week. Hey, no, I appreciate it. You know, having you on. You know, I, I love your podcast, and you know, I, I just kind of love seeing everything that you're going through. You're, you're, you're a great dad and awesome husband, and it's it's, it's hard. I, you know? I'm sure. I, I mean, I, I don't have children yet myself, but I can see, I can just see it in, in how much. How happy you are. And Literally baby steps. It's like you're learning things like on the fly. Like Jaden, when we, Monday to Wednesday, I drive him to my mom's house and he cries for like the first 10 minutes, you know? And it's just like before I'd panic, like I'd have like panic attacks <laughs> driving. But now it's like, oh, he's he, he's going to be over it in a couple minutes, you know? And it's just like, just little things like that. And it's just like. Yeah. And I think what's also too is that, you know, I've seen, you know, I have a lot of friends that are starting to have children and. I've kind of noticed that there's two different type of parents out there. There's, there's you know, people that have lives and have children, and then people that have you know their children are their lives. Yeah. And like meaning like they don't necessarily have a balance in their own thing. And I, and I from what I see, it looks like you have just an excellent balance in life. And, Trying to find it, you know. You know, and it's important, you know. And I mean, Brit's awesome. She's awesome. She's yeah. great. Yeah. She's such a sweetheart. I you? know. She's pretty cool. I got lucky there, but, um, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, if you want to follow me, um, get me on Twitter at DadCaster. You can also like us on Facebook at Dadcast Podcast. And uh, if you have any questions, send me an email, DadCastJeff at gmail.com. Again, Andy Herrero at TeamHerrero.com. Or you can give him a call, 
nine six nine two three eight eight. See you next week. Bye. Bye.